everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. Let's get started. I gotta tell you, I was a little nervous doing that. For our in-depth listeners, they know that that was not Rhino. We're down a hair razor this afternoon. I had to fill in. I don't know. We'll see how that sounds to open the show. I got a very cryptic message. They cannot be joining us. And something about falling off a boat. He's dead. And refer to him as Dennis Solari. Dennis Solari, yes. Uh, Actually, Ryan, um, we all have had busy weeks. Uh, Jen's been out of the uh, state for the whole week. Eric's been refing basketball. And Ryan's been running around with his kids, so uh, this was the only day we could do it. And for Ryan, it's his 11th year anniversary, so him and his wife are are doing all sorts of anniversary things around town. Yeah, it looks like uh, Great Shots was on the uh, on the agenda, or maybe that wasn't today. I don't I, know. I think how the Great to, Shots was social media part of the agenda. So. With Ryan being gone, we have brought in another hair raiser from the phone. Uh, one, Mark DeGroat. He was one of the original hair raisers with us. Welcome, Mark. Yes, thank you. Happy to be here, but not there. Not sure how to say that, but first off, congratulations. 11 years of marriage. That's wonderful for Ryan. I'm happy he hasn't passed. That is good. We do not need a dead Ryan Knudsen. Oh, oh as far as falling <laughs> off a boat, right. yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm assuming he's a little bit buoyant, but you only get to come up once and then you go back down. So I'm happy to hear that. Congratulations to them. And yes, I am happy to be here sitting in on the podcast. And I am original hair raiser. Wow, you've only been on this thing one minute. And it sounded like you called Rhino fad. <laughs> I did not. I, did I, I didn't catch it right away either. <laughs> Buoyant's a good thing. So the uh, what we're testing today, though, is Mark is calling in. Um, the setup that everybody saw on the Twitter feed that looked really cool that didn't work two podcasts ago is we're trying it again. We're hoping it works. Hopefully I don't have to apologize for that. But one thing I'm not going to apologize for is the Super Bowl. Phil finally said something that made sense. <laughs> even, even though I had to watch the Super Bowl from the friendly confines of the uh, Chrysler Pacifica on my way back from uh, gymnastics. I was right. So, what were your feelings going into the fourth quarter of said Super Bowl with Kansas City being behind? Huh. I was a little bloated. Felt a little full. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Right. Don't, put on a one heck of a spread over at his house. <laughs> uh, don't get away from the Vermilion exit as quickly as possible because that's about where I was when that quarter started. I uh, pulled into my driveway with two minutes left. Um, what, overall, what an exciting game. San Francisco does what San Francisco does and played good defense, jumped out ahead, uh, and then the Chiefs do what they do, and Patrick Mahomes does what he does, and what a great comeback by the Chiefs. You know, they just, they just had too many weapons for the 49ers to, to really handle. I, I felt correct for three and a half quarters. <laughs> it was all working out, and then it all fell apart. Yeah, but at least it was a good, good Super Bowl. It forced everybody to pay attention to the to the game. So, what were what were your thoughts? Except for Mark, who was sleeping in the third quarter, is what I heard. I did, I did snooze a little bit for the first time ever. Jim's tap was open on a Sunday special occasion for the Super Bowl. Um, 
so John Klein, John and I, name dropping for you, uh, went down to Jim's Tap and watched some of it. So by the time halftime was done, I needed to go home and take a little nap. So yes, the third quarter, I did snooze a little bit, but I was awake for probably the most exciting quarter, which was the fourth quarter. So and too, I, too many backpackers for you, then, is what you're saying. I don't drink that nonsense. Uh, you guys know me better than that. Well, that's no, what they, one they, drinks at Jim's Tap. Yeah, by the pitcher, but no, no. <laughs> tall, boy, tall Boy Bush Lights were flowing just fine. I didn't um, even know but, they had beer at Jim's Tap. Yeah, yeah, Tall Boys. I don't even know how you see what you're drinking at Jim's Tap. I didn't know they had lights. <laughs> My big question you get really is... Annoying. You get really annoying looks from the bartenders when you order something that they have to go back to the cooler and get, but they tend to get over it. At least they didn't stab you with a sword from the wall. That's right. Correct. <laughs> so you missed the halftime show? No, I saw the halftime show down there, and then I then I went home well, that, after the halftime. No, show that, that might explain the nap. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you went. That's why you had to go home. <laughs> I will say this: J Lo at her age looks dynamic. Shakira at her age looks dynamic. Yeah, but that whole turkey thing that she did kind of threw me off. Well, I explained. The gobble. The gobble. Oh, her oh, the, with the, the... That was a yes. that's something very heritage from Lebanese. Yeah. Could have done without that. Other than that, it was a fun game. As a Kansas City fan growing up, they're my second team. Viking fan growing up. This, this might be brand new information. I did not know this. Well, second... I mean, we grew up northwest Iowa, correct? So... As a Viking fan, you watch the Vikings on Fox. What's the other channel you turn to? PBS? You turn to Channel 11 with the Chiefs on. <laughs> P- yeah, right? PBS. So, <laughs> yeah, PBS. We're not all from Corsica. <laughs> uh, okay, so Chase fan. My, my probably backup team would be the Broncos. But... Well, speaking of things that I haven't watched, a lot of uh, SDSU things to get to, but I got to ask you guys. All right, so we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon, and from – what I've read, the Academy Awards are tonight. Have any of you guys watched any of these movies? Fill your hands up. <laughs> for, for the first year ever, I have seen one. I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on my flight back from Italy. And I may have fallen asleep during part of it, but you know what? Got it back together, rewound it, watched it. It was a decent movie, a little bit weird. I mean, the Charles Manson, Charlie Manson, like, thing on it, and then, you know, them burning her up in the pool. Eh, it's an odd movie, but it was decent. I haven't seen the, the rest of them. Well, I think odd movies do make up the Academy Awards <laughs> some did. years. Mark, how about you? Uh, no idea. No idea. Well, all right. Have no, you watched I, any of them, Eric? I, I haven't watched I have a movie not. since Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Once you've reached perfection, you, there's no reason to watch any other I, I movies. I thought they quit making them. So you no, have. I, I, I don't have any take on the Oscars or the Academy Awards. I have zero intentions of watching, and I can say my whole life I've never watched one from beginning to finish. I A movie or the awards? The awards oh. themselves. <laughs> I think Rhino watched The Irishman. I believe that was the one that was on Netflix. So we do have some hair raisers that had watched some of the Academy Awards. Hey, put that on the poll. Have you watched more than one Academy yeah. Award movie? <laughs> Ryan, if you're listening, when you listen. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. We don't, know, we don't know how to make the polls work on, mm-hmm. the, on the Twitter you know, thing. So, But, uh, yeah, that's one for the polls. Have you seen the any more than one of the Academy Award movies? It's going to be under one or over one. Right. Well, I can tell you what I did see. I saw the Pork Classic. 
yesterday up in Brookings. Fantastic. Looked like I didn't do the research to find out whether this was the biggest crowd of the year, but it looked it, like it might have been. It was the biggest it crowd. Was. I think it's right at 3,000. 3,845 was the attendance at the Port Classic. Women got things started off really well in the afternoon, as expected. I mean, Nebraska-Omaha is just not having that great a year in women's basketball. They took down Omaha 69-59, so that's going to be the fifth straight win for SDSU at home. They're 18-7, and 10-1 Summit League play, still in second place. And, well, uh, USD was thoroughly destroying UND this afternoon, so... Everything remains as is on the women's side of the summer league. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, that game I wasn't able to watch. I listened to some of it. They were up big. Um, it seems like I did watch the press conference with the girls, and they seem like they've gotten their confidence back. You know, after playing USD, I think they kind of just felt a little bit beat down and probably probably a little shook up or whatever one would call it. But uh, I think they're getting their confidence back because they know USD is coming back up to Brookings and. Boy, you got to beat them at home, get that one seed. Ooh, that, and then that's going to be – that's a tall order. Not impossible, Jeez. but definitely a tall order. It was a good balanced attack, though, yesterday. Tegan Larson goes for 16 points, 9 rebounds. Tyler Irwin had a good game, 13 points. Peyton Burkhardt and Megan Boltzma, again, shows up double figures. Those two each had 10. Uh, Tylee, it's nice to see her shooting three-pointers again. She only had three yesterday, but – you get her going from the outside like that, that you're going to need something like that to even stand a chance with USD. Right. It, it, that's exactly true. And I mean, it's some, in some cases it might be USD just coming back towards SDSU as much as us moving yeah. towards them. Well, and that was, I mean, we did not knock down a whole lot of shots, especially three point shots against them that first game. And, in order to beat them, that's absolutely what we're going to have to do. Well, they got another home game this uh, week, Thursday night. They play Denver at 7 o'clock up that there in Brookings. Should, uh, don't count your chickens before they're hatched. That's right. That's going to be a whipping. It, it certainly should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, the men played after that. Got The women got it off to a good start. The men came out, and I'll tell you what, you know, the Blue Ninjas were in force almost to the point that SDSU took such a commanding lead at the start of that game, I said to people in my role, it's almost like we took our own crowd out of it. Yeah. <laughs> that does happen if you jump out to a big lead where everybody kind of just gets a little, bit, a little bit lethargic. They start worrying more about ice cream at halftime as opposed to the basketball game, um, which we kind of did. I mean, we did let Omaha kind of sneak back into the game a little bit, but then just went on a roll like we do and, and took them out. Well, yeah, SDSU used a 16-1 run after a close start to the first half to, like I said, kind of take her. And then Nebraska-Omaha did punch back. So, I mean, it yeah, was a close yeah. game at halftime. But then more runs to finally pull away and win 81-64. Doug Wilson, oh, my. Glad he's he, on our team. He's a man amongst boys some the, nights. The, the great part about it is just the way we go. You know, with Dom, as great as a – player Dom was his game was more outside than inside I mean he was a good post player 
But with this offense that we're running right now, I mean, you can tell that it's an inside-out game. They get it down to those big guys. If they don't get double-teamed, they're taking it to the hoop. And if there is any sort of a double-team or if somebody on the wing kind of slides down and has an open shot, they kick it out to them. I mean, it's just they have found their groove. And for a team that lost to Omaha the first conference game of the year by two, now to come back to win by – but we won by almost 20, wasn't it? Yep, 81-64. Coach Hendo addressed uh, some of the Jackrabbit Club members in the club room there before the game, and Hendo said, we owe, we owe Nebraska, Omaha, a little payback, and yeah. they got it. Doug Wilson goes for 24. He played really well. Detlinger, again, 19 and seven boards. Alex Arian shot the three pretty well yesterday as well. He goes for a career-high 19. Yeah. Winget. And Winget had 10. But 10's a big deal. It, it, it absolutely is. But the, who was quiet yesterday on the scoring side was Noah Friedel. But, man, did he have some hustle plays. There, and the way he played lockdown defense, there was, there was one inbounds play where he goes up, nabs that thing out of the air. He lands out of bounds, but it's one of those hustle plays where he gets that possession. Now they're not inbounding where they want to be now they're inbounding at half court he just you know he still played an incredible role yesterday yeah we and i think you know again with him growing up uh he realizes he doesn't need to score 15 20 points a game for us to win he understands well it's not my night to put the ball in the hoop what else can i do and uh tyler merriam says it perfectly I th- he's he's said it a couple different times in games is uh noah friedel is a guy that you that you love when he's on your team and you love to hate when he's not because he just gets under everybody's skin. He gets under the other team's skin. He gets he just causes a little bit of friction out there that people don't really like unless you're an SDSU person. Exactly. And then there's been yeah. the nights when we did need his points. Mark is up there in Brookings. What's the view on basketball from, from right there in the epicenter? You know, I think it, it's a lot of what you guys have been talking about the last few weeks. Um, this is very unexpected of this basketball team right now. If you think three years ago, Eric, when we were sitting there watching TJ and his first year coaching, it was awful. They were running terrible defense. He was playing different players. This team right now, when you listen to him and watch them, it almost seems like they've been playing together for their whole career, the way they play. And, Oh, thanks to First National Bank for getting me floor seats here a few weeks ago for the NDSU men's game. Watching Dentlinger and Wilson work to paint down low, it, it's a thing of beauty, the way those two work together. Um, it's like old-school basketball, two big guys down there, and then kick it out to Alex Arians or one of the other guys to pop a three. I don't know how you can get it much better at this point. It's very unexpected. Um, and, and to point out from the game Saturday, you have four players – with 70 points do you really need Friedel to be shooting all that much no you need him to come in as needed and do what he does but when you need him scoring he steps up and does it so I don't know I've heard coach say many times not one player in this team wants to score points they just want to win and that's what you're getting so what he's done in his first year coaching is nothing short of amazing from from my point of view and from what I can see out of Brookings people as well Nope. And when they have, they are 18-8, uh, and 9-2 and two in the stomach, and still hold first place. They also play Denver this week. Uh, that'll be Friday night against Denver's SDSU's next game. That's 7 p.m. That's Military Appreciation Night. And again, with every game played, <laughs> that's fewer games until the Summit League tournament. 
I'm sporting, you guys can't see, I just showed Eric, but I'm sporting the uh, Hendo's Blue Ninjas shirt that we broke out at the Pizza Ranch at the Sioux Empire Staters. I know Ryan, uh, Ryan showed them on our Twitter, Twitter feed and said, who's in? We got some response. Uh, the, the big thing with these shirts is when we say who's in, like we're wondering who really wants to buy a Hendo's Blue Ninja shirt because we're hoping to sell a bunch of them for the Summit League tournament so people can show up with buy the Hendo's Blue Ninjas. Look great in the Denny with people yeah. all rolling around with those blue t-shirts. So if you are interested, reach out to us on Twitter um, and we'll figure out a way to get a shirt shirt made up. I know he has some already made up, so if he has one in your size, we can get it out to you. Uh, otherwise, we could have one made up for you. But uh, but if but I don't know if other people all know the story of the Hendo's Blue Ninjas. We may have explained it once, but we'll go through it again. Um, it was out at the uh, Sioux Empire Staters Golf Tournament. We do it every August. Um, we always go out there. It's a great golf tournament. Hendo came out there and talked, and and he's in one of the big things he said is you know. And remember, Hendo's just just been on the job for a few months he's getting pumped up for school he's got his guys coming in so he's excited and uh, his big comment walking out of there was when we get to that summit league tournament and all of those you know all these blue ninjas are there and we eric and ryan both looked at each other look we all looked at each other and we went that's a t-shirt and we need to get those t-shirts made and fill up the denny with hendo's blue ninjas so that's kind of our goal absolutely and it makes a big difference. And like he said at uh, the Sioux Empire Staters luncheon out at the Pizza Ranch, he's been on both sides of it, and he knows what it means for another team yeah. to go walking into yeah, there and see all that support. So, it yeah, is, it is exciting. It is a big deal. And the Blue Ninjas showed up this past Saturday up in Brookings. And, um, you know, I read, I read a comment that somebody made. I think it was Zimmer that he made was, you know, getting to play on Saturday is a big deal, and it is. Uh, but not getting that second seed is also, or third seed, is also a huge deal because that first seed, you won't have to play NDSU or USD or SDSU. I mean, it's, it, I think it's coming down between us three, and that's why that number one seed has a much easier road, especially on Monday night, to that championship game. Yeah, because it's going to be a dogfight, particularly on the men's side. Yeah, That's going to be some entertaining basketball. I'm looking forward to SDSU playing on Saturday, but also going out there on Sunday to see how those first round games go. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the Summit League tournament. Like everybody here in Sioux Falls and SDSU fans say, is the four four best days of the year, unless we lose on Saturday or Sunday. That's Don't pretty- even say that. Why would why would you even say that? <laughs> because it happened last year. So, <laughs> with that said, did you ever expect the men to be playing on Saturday this year? And oh, as of right now, always a few more wins. They have that one or two seed. Um, there may have been concerns, yes, but that you you never knew. I always had a lot of faith in Hendo, and when he kind of went and found his guys, you just kind of always felt that he could put it together. So, yeah, I mean, there was always a little nervousness. I mean, you didn't want him to be playing on Saturday as a 7 or 8 seed, so. <laughs> and making the tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and all this Summit League talk, I'm, now I'm just a little parched. We've got a beer from Brookings, <laughs> and we got the Summit League glasses out. Yep, we got we- the Summit Brewing from 2010, which might have been one of the first years the Summit League tournament was in Sioux Falls. I uh, got these from, what was it, Nutty's North? Yes. At yeah. the time, Correct. Nutty's North. Yep. 
and you've got a little summer league pin and these glasses and now a decade later we have a a beer from eponymous brewing company in brookings and this is a mixed beer this time so took two of their flavors took the um, the double bum which is a hazy ipa and then we mix that with uh their strawberry i should have really took a picture their strawberry cheesecake or it's a sour so we've created you mix two beers you they allow you to mix two beers in a can they they almost encourage it and they then they and then they can that. it in front of you cuz this this yeah. is a 32 ounce this is one quart of beer yeah that board on date was last night <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a crawler that's awesome um it's and did you name it yourself or they named no, it? No, they named it. So they called it the Berry Bum. Berry Bum has nothing to do with the president. You should have had him call it the hair razor. And I meant president of SDSU. Yeah, <laughs> not the president of the United States. No. Well, you want to crack that thing open? All right, and, let's uh, give this a try and pour here. us some here. Mark, be jealous. Now I've seen you drink that nonsense. It's not good. Oh wow! He's before we even crack it open. Yep. Well, we'll have to. I've already to. tried it. So you you've you've tried this before. So where I, where I is this brewery that. at then, Mark? Up in Brookings. Uh, why don't you tell us, uh, give us some info on it, being that you live up there while we uh, pour these out here. We can do that. So it's right on Main Street, right on South Main. If you know where the loft is, their apartments right above this brewery. So there's a rental center right on the south side, of, right on the west side of the road, is where this brewery at. Eponymous Brewing. It is very good. It's kind of overtaken wooden legs a little bit for some reason. I don't know. Um, but everybody seems to love to go to EDC now. So you guys can try that. I've tried it. I'm I a big fan of it myself. I like the logos on the can. I, it, it looks, I mean, I, the one thing I do judge is beyond beyond the taste is the uh, is the presentation as well. And I don't know, that's, I mean, it's a one-quart can. Beyond the Wait, Taste would be you're, you're a great name for the... uh, another podcast. <laughs> Beyond the Taste. <laughs> Beyond yeah. the Taste. With Phil. You're going you're gonna to judge the taste of a beer on the looks of the can? No, it's, it's, it's all about the presentation and the taste. Absolutely. And, and, in fact, their secondary mission at EBC is finding a beer that Mark will like and drink. They have a lager now. I, I don't know the name of it, but they have a lager, and it is very delicious. Well, Eric, what what is what is your? Uh, I like the, I like this beer, but I you've had it before. You've mixed this one before. I definitely. Well, I had a glass of this last night before I told them to make a can of it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like it. Mark, you're Mark, you're wrong. We're just gonna come out and say it. I'm used to that. That's fine. <laughs> I have no uh, problems being wrong on two beers mixed together, not tasting very well. No, I mean, it's of course, a, Eric's likes it. It's it looks his like idea. almost a, a grapefruit type color. Uh, you know, it's a little bit red or, you know, not real dark red, but. Yeah, their double bum lends itself to mixing. So the other one is the key lime pie sour with the double bum. Also delicious. Oh, we're going to have to try that sometime. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm a huge fan of Key West and Key Lime Pie. Um, no, this is pretty good. I love the fact that we have gotten away from uh, the Fargo Brewing. Uh, and brought it back down to Brookings. Um, we probably also need to start trying some of these breweries around Sioux Falls. There's plenty of uh, good breweries around uh, Sioux Falls. Absolutely. So. Fernson, Severance, we absolutely should do that. We will do that. And you're right. we got to get away from the... Because, <laughs> uh, frankly, the show's budget cannot support it. 
No, no, it gets expensive. It certainly does. I'm, I'm just amazed that they that they can this right there. That's that's pretty cool. Pretty cool can. So, one thing right. I would like you guys to try is a bacon scratch and sniff while drinking a beer. Where I know we is talked that, about is, it, but is where, that possible? I don't even know if we can get a bacon scratch. And We're sniff. not buying those. <laughs> Why support something? That'd be like me buying the. Uh, beyond meat sausage pizza at costco which i said to jen how can you even call this sausage it's not even coming from a pig that that's that's false advertising it's bogus i hate it it's funny though you guys <laughs> i talked to my, my son listens he's one of your regular listeners to this podcast and that was the one thing he remembered from your show last week was hey they're talking about some bacon smelling stuff you can put on your arm and vegans, they were poking fun of vegans. Well, I don't know that if that was We weren't making fun of anybody. We were just saying, you can do this. Well, some people I would not make fun of are wrestlers. No. And the SDSU wrestling team is doing really well, talking about a team that's gone from was not so great last year but had a plan to now – Sitting at nine and five overall, five and two in the Big Twelve. Well, that might have changed array today, since I know they're playing Ohio. Wrestled Ohio, yes. Right, wrestled. So- oh, <laughs> oh, so- oh. Yes, I got. I the- have. I have gotten feedback on on the correct wrestling terminology. So, I'll uh, I'll just tell you that it's wrestled, not play. Well, I am. I stand corrected on that. But they <laughs> wrestled West Virginia on Friday night, winning twenty nine fifteen. West Virginia is not good, but still a Big Twelve team. Uh, Danny Vega, Zach Price, Henry Pohlmeyer, Peyton Smith, Tanner Cook, Zach Carlson, all picking up wins for the SDSU wrestling team. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big Big Twelve win. Um, they wrestled again today. Today is Sunday. I don't even know today's date. Uh, it doesn't matter. I think it's nine. The ninth. Um, the ninth. Yeah, and this one, this uh, wrestling match was against Ohio, uh, and it was actually on ESPN Plus, so I was able to watch it. Uh, got to see Danny Vega take a tech fall um, in his match to kick it off, and then uh, Zach Price kept it rolling. Um, Clay Carlson uh, wrestled pretty well against Shakir Laney, who's number 18 in the nation, um, but then ended up probably getting close to concussion. Um, but he, I mean, he he worked his tail off, and it was a good match. He ended up losing eleven to three. Um, but then Henry Pohlmeyer was it was zero zero, and Henry Pohlmeyer is one of our better wrestlers. And it was zero zero going into third, and you could just see him kind of navigating as to how he's going to wrestle this kid. Um, and then suddenly, before you know it, he gets the kid on the ground and ends up you know going seven nothing you know and just and just like that he gets a takedown gets some back points and the dude was it was just over um peyton smith uh wrestled very well i i put it on pause because uh, i had to run my kids uh to the the some of their friends house um and so some of these i missed but tanner cook tanner cook again that dude's just a beast anytime he goes out there it's he's he's looking for a pin um it, and the kid he was wrestling really was not going to get pinned and to be honest if you go to the jackrabbit wrestling on twitter tanner cook pinned that kid and i don't know what this ref was doing i thought he did a pretty good job throughout the match but that dude was pinned when his both shoulders touched the mat i mean that's it it's over but tanner cook ends up winning um yeah he knocked off a number 25 ranked 
uh, Nick Cusis. Good luck with that one. Yeah, whatever yeah. that says. Out. He was number 25. You, I'm you're say. saying out in uh, West Virginia. Or West Virginia, yeah. 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 Yep. And he's good. And then, uh, um, oh, who's our, who's our next big? Uh, Zach Carlson is also a phenomenal wrestler. And he just did what what needed to be done. Tech fall um, wasn't going to get a pin because the guy wasn't going to let a pin. What what I found, and then Tanner Sloan. Tanner Sloan's a fun dude to watch. He just he just works these guys. Um, and he also had a sixteen to one win. Uh, that that guy too was just his whole goal was to not get pinned. But what I found interesting, usually in wrestling, if uh, if you at the end of a period, you're usually going to pick down if you have a choice. Because that way you can get an escape and get a point, and if you get a takedown, it's, it's kind of three, or you can at least get a reversal. Um, they continually, all day today, picked up. And what that, I mean, that just shows that SDSU does such a great great job of being on top and getting those riding points um, and not letting these guys just get away and keeping them in there, or if, they're, if they are on top of moving them into a spot where they can get back points or even a fall. So, yeah, they're, they're getting back to it. I mean, they, they took a beating against Oklahoma State, but uh, they didn't let it linger too long and, and just now are rolling. Absolutely, and, uh, you know, wrestling is one of those uh, sports that obviously I should get more to, so I could even have the terminology, right? Yeah. But also, <laughs> man, you know, we're looking outside. There's snow on the ground. There was another two inches of snow in Sioux Falls last night, but, hey, Jackrabbit softball has started as well. They already have four games under their belt. I know those are called games, so yes, we're good yes, there. Yes, that's, that's right. not a match. The SJSU women were picked third in the preseason poll, and uh, so they started out down at UNI. They uh, defeated Northern Iowa 6-1 and lost to Drake 8-1. So that's, if you look at your season tickets, you season tickets holders out there, uh, part of it is free admission to a, a softball game and a baseball game, so it's definitely something to take advantage of. Uh, start to learn the names, learn that team. And SDSU softball has come a long ways from what they used to be because they used to be not very good at all, and they've, they've, they've gotten a lot better. Yep, picked third. Uh, NDSU is picked first. USD second, uh, UND fourth, Western Illinois and IPFW ties for five and six, and then all oh, four, Nebraska, Omaha. Oh my goodness, they're bad at everything. There, which is odd. Seven, <laughs> which is odd because they're the team furthest south and have the best weather actually for that sport. Like NDSU being good at softball is odd because like it's the frozen tundra. When do they get time to actually play home games? And that is what hurts trying to get to these. But I mean, if I was going to make a uh, sports new year's resolution it'd be softball and baseball getting to some of those because baseball has not started yet but they were also picked third in the summit league uh they're going to get started here next weekend i believe uh and the other thing so summit league championship will be in omaha this year which you know that might be fun to go down to and see but it was even more fun i know we all watched uh, the last time sdsu hosted which was what 2015 (laughs) 16 uh that was fun great time it was an awesome time at canary stadium yeah it'd be great if they could uh it's down in omaha huh yeah the top four teams are going to play uh summit league and they'll be in omaha may 20 through the 23rd oh i suppose ORU, which is a perennial powerhouse in baseball wasn't in the conference last year i thought they were you sure about that maybe they were i don't know i thought they were too which is uh, that's why I'm wondering. Do we have anybody on stats? <laughs> Quickly, somebody find a computer. No, 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 no we, don't stats. Stat we, don't, we don't have Sammy sledding. <laughs> well, 
It is in Omaha. You are correct, though. That, that was fun. So that's why we need SDSU to win this one so we can host one it's, next year. It's the ones who it's who wins the conference the previous year. Correct. Not the regular the season. The regular not, season. Not the tournament. Yep. But so correct. I'm going to assume that Nebraska-Omaha won the regular season last year, and ORU probably won that could the be, Summit yep. League yep. tournament. But the SDSU baseball team gets started February 14th at Dallas Baptist. Hated. Dallas Baptist. Dallas Baptist. Never heard of them. <laughs> heard they have a phenomenal baseball team or a terrible baseball team it, or somewhere in between. It's probably Dallas, South Dakota. Hoofta. Nobody wants to go there. None. But never mind. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely. Go on. You know, uh, Hair Razors is about football, so we had signing day last uh wednesday right was the second second signing day yep the second signing day so all the coaches came down to sioux falls um we met at buffalo wild wings had a little event down there the sioux empire staters did um added ended up adding three more four four more guys to our team i only have three written down um but i think the big one out of this was the uh kenyetta williams um out of Illinois, that was that was huge. He's a uh, he's if you watch any of his tapes, he's he's a really dynamic and very quick, shifty, fast uh, running back. Um, one of the other things that happened this week is C.J. Wilson put in for his into the grad transfer portal or just into the transfer portal. I don't think he's old enough to graduate yet, um, so he might possibly leave. There's always a chance he comes back. Um, that one kid that played basketball for USD uh, went in the transfer portal, and he's still playing at USD. So hopefully, hopefully he comes back. Um, but uh, that's that's too bad that uh, he's deciding to leave. Uh, the other big loss for SDSU football, I feel, is is Dan Jackson. He's done a phenomenal job for SDSU. Um, he was not at the event the other night. Um, I don't know if it's been announced where he is going. Um, so. But we do appreciate everything he's done. He he helped this team really get uh, get the recruiting on track and bringing in all these dudes that they have and and bringing you know this elite talent and then with the help of all the other coaches moving this talent to getting us to a perennial power in the FCS and we may not win all the championships or any championships uh, but we're still one of the top five teams that everybody knows how good we are each year. Mark? You know what I'm looking at this. Yeah, I'm looking at this right now. <laughs> I could That's almost I hear you. I could earlier. hear you thinking. I knew you had something for <laughs> Well, so I'm on gojacks.com where I go to for most of my South Dakota State sport news. And the headline says Jackrabbits add four to football class. Um, and Phil, you said three, correct? So I'm reading Stig's quote here, and it said, I am certain these four will thrive at SDSU, but Philip, to your point, it's Colby Christensen, Adam White, and Kenyatta Williams. So they don't talk about another player. So who that? Oh, Rand, Rudy Boss. There you go. From Lakeville, Minnesota has been accepted. Uh, plans to join the Jackrabbit football team in the fall. He led Jackson County Senior High to prep. Okay, so that's the fourth. So you are correct. Or, uh, I am correct. There are four, not just three. But, yes, Kenyatta Williams is the standout. Um, and back to Jan, Dan Jackson he's gonna be missed but as we were talking before we started don't you guys feel he's being primed to be a head coach back at south dakota state someday oh uh, 
Sure. I mean, whenever Stig retires, I think we have a cupboard full of dudes who could potentially be the. I mean, Eck. Yeah, I mean, Eck's sitting there going, Jeepers, who's this guy kicking me out there? (laughs) I have a feeling uh, uh, Luke Meadows, I mean, there'd always be potential for him. Eric Eisness, I'm sure, always has his eye on it. So I I think there's a lot of very, very good options for whenever Stig decides to retire, but. Stig hasn't hinted at retiring yet, so... Hey, Zach Zenner should give up this whole medical thing, come back and just coach. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, being an orthopedic doctor might be a better idea than uh, so? than being a football coach. I it depends on what's he, what he loves. He seems to love playing football and learning about medicine. I don't know if any of that translates to coaching either. Med, med school? No, I don't yeah. know if med school would translate to coaching. Not really. Oh, Leadership kind of, capabilities. Got to be yeah. a dry erase board somewhere yeah. around yeah. the hospital. <laughs> His ability to play football in the NFL, though, would probably set him up for that. Well, it's certainly been a great afternoon. It went by really fast. Mark, how how do you feel about your uh, debut of, on the Hair Razor podcast? Uh, I enjoyed it. I look forward to doing this more in the future, as long as it records okay, um, and we can find enough topics. If I can be a call in. Or one of these days, maybe sit in with you guys and enjoy a crappy beer with you. Hopefully not mixed. I don't know if we've had one beers. beer that's been crappy yet. Well, he would have rated this one down. <laughs> yeah, this maybe one, this that rate, could be I'm your segment. Rate this one at uh, I don't know. Do we have the old ones? I'm putting it at at least a seven and a half. Well, we changed the scale, and yeah, we did. Change I didn't. The scale. I didn't do a great job um, of recording. What I'm going to ask Mark is, you are on your way to or, or heading out to Memphis. Is it tomorrow? Is that correct? Yes, I fly out to Memphis tomorrow. Do, do you have a barbecue place picked out that you are for sure going to? I do not. I'd love to say I'm going to. The trouble is with these work meetings is they have you going from 7 in the morning until 9 o'clock at night. So you do not leave the hotel room for a good three and a half days. The hotel room? So, <laughs> <or> the hotel. <laughs> yeah, the meeting room, yes. Um, do you have no, the coronavirus? They, they, they put you yeah. in uh, quarantine? <laughs> you don't. You don't leave the the hotel. So, so you're just hoping they'll cater in some really good barbecue. Correct. Uh, all I know, I'm looking at the itinerary right now. I actually have it in front of me, and all they have is dinner. That's all they say for three nights. That's the best I can do for you. All right. Well, good luck. Maybe we'll uh, we'll may- maybe have you give us a call back uh, next week for your hot takes on Memphis barbecue. Absolutely. And with that, as always, go big, go blue, go Jacks. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I hope you tune in again next week.